Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. It's the last show of the week, so that must mean it's the Thirsty Football Show. And on the show tonight, Grassroots Gossip, League Look, where we take a look at our local sides that may be going up with the champagne or down with the Vimto. It's the weekly flow save and the town talk. And of course, the only conversations are those County Cup quarterfinals. We find the good, the bad and the ugly from last week's World of Sport. And I think mainly it's football that's uh, got all three this week. We choose our heroes of last week, what's in store this week and a general look at the sports scene. And... Should under-12s head of football? I'm going to let these two decide and Mr Andrew Hines join us to give the benefit of his vast wealth of experience. I'm Mick Bradley. He can now count up to 752. And he is a Thomas the Tank Engine expert. This is the renowned Radio New at Sport. No time to mess about at all, because this is the show that doesn't stop. Let's get on with it. Let's look back at last weekend's football. Well, very briefly, uh, Flosserv went to Sporting Kausa and uh, took a 2-0 defeat. But on Tuesday night, they beat Eastwood 3-0 in the Notts Cup. Newark Town beat Dromfield Town Reserves 8-1 at home on Saturday in the league. Lost last night uh, 3-1 to Notts County, which we'll talk about in a bit. Collingham got a great... uh, uh, win last night uh, in the Floodlit Cup against Wakefield Reserves. That's two one. Jake Morrison with a worldie apparently, and Tommy Johnson. That that one sort of went under the radar, didn't it? Because of everything that was happening at the, the sports surge. But well, uh, well done to Collingham. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Jerry Blessing came to see Newark Town in the first half and went to see Collingham in the second half. So he'd have missed oh, good that. Lad. Yeah, um, Harrowby We'll talk about a bit later. Um, from Saturday, but uh, Tuesday night they got a one-all draw at Holwell Sports. Kadeem Price was on target. Um, then Grantham's game was cancelled. Uh, we'll perhaps talk about Grantham at oh, late, I later. Oh, we'll definitely talk about Grantham later. Southwell City's game was postponed. As Lockton uh, got a nil-nil draw away at San Diego. Curtin Brickworks uh, drew two-two away at Hucknall Town Development. Craig Payne got both goals Hucknall there. Hucknall Town and reserves. Most, sorry, yeah, you're correct. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. And uh, quite uh, understandably, Craig Payne was also the uh, man of the match. Uh, on Saturday, Highcombe Town beat Horncastle Town 3-1. Josh Toynbee, Sid Costa, Jake Park on target. Uh, Lincoln Wall and Railway's game was postponed Saturday, but on Tuesday night, they beat Wyberton 4-0. Sean Can, Robbie Smith and Josh Raby with two penalties uh, on target there. Bingham Town beat Burton Joyce 4-1 on Saturday at a top-of-the-table clash. Lincoln United went down 2-1 at home to Wisbeach Town in front of 104. Sleaford Town's game on Saturday and Sleaford Town's game uh, last night was postponed. 
And on Saturday, Cleethorpes Town beat Spalding United 5-0. 390 people saw Harry Middleton, Ross Hanna, Alex Flett, Jonathan Oglesby and Sam Topless score there. And Bourne Town went down 1-0 at St Andrews. So Sleaford have stopped playing then to keep out of your good, bad and Yeah, no, well, it seems that way. It's, 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 the, it's the only way they can do it. They've it's had their to best stop, two results of the season. They've had it? to stop playing football. <laughs> yes. That's a shocker. <laughs> Okay, you know what this means by now, don't you? The music, the music, um, says it all, doesn't it? The good, bad, and the ugly from last weekend's World of Sport. And I, I think we're probably concentrating on football. The good. Well, Saturday afternoon in the United Counties Division 1, Harrowby 9, Wellingborough Whitworth 1. Panda Hales with a hat trick, Kadeem Price with four. And David Colopo with two. It's a good job they don't give match balls away to uh, people that score hat-tricks or it, it cost them a small fortune. But yeah, a wonderful result and uh, it just keeps their push uh, in that league going. And Whitworth's nickname? The Threads? <laughs> no. Hmm, <laughs> don't know. The Flower Men. Oh, because of Whitworth's flower, yes. yeah. right, okay. You see, this, this is, you know, he's the expert, this boy here. <laughs> Mr. Obscure Factor. <laughs> Tell it, it's, 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 it's an education, this programme, isn't it? The good thing I can do this when Tony speaks. And you can't hear him. Right, but he has got something to say in a minute, actually, and this is a very serious one, so yeah. I, I will let him say that. The bad. Well, bad, we'll look at the Central Midlands Football League. A couple of incidents there. Um, one is the fact that Newark Town are at home on Saturday, and it's their last home game of the season. But there's about six weeks to go. Now, I've got to moan about that, you know. It's February. It's still February. Yep. How can... OK. They had a great financial boost last night. We know that. Yes. How can a football club be expected to to maintain a financial level when the last home game is scheduled for the 28th, 29th of February? It's ridiculous. Well, you can't really, can you? I mean, it, it's only by virtue of the fact that um, there are actually five Saturdays in February this year that mean... Otherwise, it would have been the 1st of March. But even so, to sort of have your last home game with six weeks to go in the season, it's it's not good at all. The problem now is that n- now it's all computerised for fi- fixtures, secretaries. Instead of doing what dear old Chaz Jackson used to do and spend hour upon hour upon hour on sheets of paper to make sure everybody got a fair crack of the whip, they press a button... Take the money, job done. So they don't th- just throw darts at the wall then? Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's just press the button, but yeah. you've got to feed into that computer, surely. You can't expect teams to finish. And I know it's been a bad season. I know all the stories about the rain and yeah. everything. No excuse whatsoever no. for Newark finishing this Saturday. No. And the other slightly down on the Central Midlands Football League North this year, there was one team less than um, there should have been because... Uh, Matlock Town decided they're only going to um, play first team football this year, so the league was dropped. And there's a bit of a re- um, story going around at the moment that Rennie Shaw Rovers may have resigned from the league. The that story was going round during Saturday's game. During Saturday's game, so we're we're best part of a week on. Yeah, and, and clubs m- are still hanging. And to my knowledge, if you look at the um, FA uh, full time, it's still showing Rennie Shaw as being there, which could cost Newark Town six points. Yeah. So from a league that insists you know that you've got to have floodlights and a 5,000 seater stand and dressing rooms bigger than old Trafford come on boys 
Yeah, it's get gonna, yourselves organised a little gonna bit. It's going to be a bit like the Ascan abandonment, isn't it? It's going to take them six or seven yeah, weeks to decide is, that one. Know, and then you can hide behind, oh, it's not official. Yes, it is. You know where you are. Get yourselves organised. Right, I did say I was going to let Tony have his say because this one is the ugly. Yeah, um, Bradford City travelled to uh, Newport County on Saturday and uh, the Newport County fans uh, were taking the mickey with chants about the Bradford City fire of 35 years ago, including taking the mickey out of the Bradford City manager, Stuart McCall, whose father was very badly burnt in the Bradford City fire. And I just think that um, out of all the uglies we've had this season, that's probably hit rock bottom. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that one. It's um, it's very poor. Let's just keep on with the ugly side of football for a moment, says he, trying to get his paperwork. Um, Averstone's match against Worcester. Yes. In, in, in the Vars. Um, our correspondent at the match, a gentleman by the name of Andy Smart, who writes in the non-league paper, um, it felt like I was back watching football in the 70s. The fans gathered behind the Worcester City bench and behaved deplorably. Moving a bit on to the next bit of I right, uh, that have highlighted. All hell broke out. Beer cans and a lit cigarette was thrown at the Worcester staff. Then some idiot flew a flare. More stuff was thrown until the 86th minute. At the end of the game, after a tense shootout, Averston's Adam Goodby scored the winning six penalty for his team, prompting the whole Averston team to run to the Worcester City fans and goaded them with their celebrations. You can see that on YouTube as well. It's that's not good. That's not on. And you're quite no. right, Mr. Smart. That is not on. That's what I've been banging on about. And that's the one thing that is annoying me in Flosive's Midland League. Yep. You know how to win. You should know how to lose. And when you win, don't take the out no. of the opposing fans, management and team. And that is what they're tending to do. Coventry United at, at Coventry did that. He the St. John's were guilty of it when we went there. It's um, it's something that is... It's shocking. It's, it's just... It's to- shocking. There's totally no need for it in sport. It seems to be... That sort of behaviour seems to be plaguing that league, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, we could, if you want, talk slightly about Heather and Coventry on Saturday. If you, if well, that was another one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you, you text me um, just after the end of the game and said, not quite sure why, but... Uh, Heather one Coventry United two has been abandoned in on eighty seven minutes eighty six minutes so we're between us we're looking round and um, it turned out uh, that there was a, a dual sending off earlier in the game and a bit of handbags and Heather placed a statement on Wednesday that said in the eighty sixth minute a person invaded the pitch and atto- assaulted a Heather player the person was identified as being associated with the Coventry United FC travelling supporters and is alleged to have an association with Coventry United FC. It then uh, got even uh, uglier um, with uh, a situation which I've just lost my piece of paper that I wrote it all on. Uh, where did we go? Oh yes, the, the the Coventry United supporter was then grabbed and escorted back towards the barrier by a Coventry United player. In the following commotion, another Coventry United supporter, again with an alleged association to Coventry United FC, was heard threatening to knife heather players. Both of these Coventry United supporters were escorted off the ground with the assistance of some of the other Coventry supporters. Following the inc- these incidents, the match referee abandoned the game. It's just, yeah, this is grassroots football. <coughs> it's just, I don't know, I'm, I'm speechless. And what I am pleased to say, though, is that last night and on Tuesday night, we both enjoyed grassroots football at its best. <laughs> 
There you go, Newark Town. Well, last night, um, a, a crowd of 752 souls um, f- came out to watch Newark play the <laughs> side from Notts County, which was a uh, representative uh, under-23 side. Uh, lost 3-1. However, I, um, the fitness of the um, prof- more professional side won, but I don't think uh, there was any disgrace in that defeat. Now, I don't speak officially, as you know, for Newark Town. I'm a match day volunteer. But it was great to see so many of the Newark public out there coming to support football. And I um, noticed the last few home games when uh, FlowServe haven't been playing, there's a large number now of FlowServe support regulars that are coming down to cheer the town on. I thought it was a great night. Um, some interesting stuff for those of us that volunteer on match day to get our heads round, um, making things efficient. Um, very, very uh, big crowd, a little bit quiet, apart from when uh, the penalty went in. But yeah, a thoroughly enjoyable evening, and I believe um, the local constabulary had a bit of fun controlling traffic on Bowbridge Road uh, before the game. <laughs> 752, that's what we, we, we said it then, which um, I think we sort of everybody rather wrote between three 400 would have been a, a decent figure so 750 was an absolute cracking figure it was um the thoughts are that county probably bought 200 which i w- think so yeah. well done well done county you you saw alex oxlade chamberlain's brother playing for Notts county and yep. somebody who was on loan i forget the name grantham who's also an international yeah, uh, and uh, I think there was one that was on the team sheet for the first that's, team's game. That's what they thought. told me but after the, the game. The guys that knew it was playing was professional footballers. Yes. Simple as that. You know, they train every day of the week. They are professional footballers. And it was probably in that last 15 minutes when Newark went down a gear. Yeah. They went up a gear, which was to be expected. I didn't see the last 15 minutes, but what I did see of the match, I thought Newark acquitted themselves very well. Yeah, they were a little bit unlucky for the, the first penalty. Um, fair play, Notts County went on a very, very fast attack and it was one of the only few moments of the first half that I saw from selling tickets and, he, and the guy went down and obviously made a bit of a meal of it, got the penalty and the penalty was dispatched cleanly. But for most of the first half, every time I looked up, Newark seemed to be having as much of the uh, play as, as Notts did. Um, fortunate enough, I was actually in the um, YMCA office um, just having got the staff there to make the draw for the 50-50 and he said oh there's a penalty and we all stopped and watched it on the um, close circuit television so I can actually say I've seen Newark Town on television now so uh. <laughs> <laughs> so are you actually telling me that, uh, that Newark Town against Notts County had a VAR well it could have had VAR but did you notice the officials were mic'd up last night yes yeah yes. start with I thought the that lino's got a funny uh, bit of um, sort of uh, beard shaving well, well, you'd actually got a football league official aren't you in Declan Bourne I believe so yes yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, they, they put if Cootie is the number one in this county I think Declan's number yeah. two or three yeah I was going to so say you've got one of the top boys in the given middle given VAR Dave, yeah. Mr Coote had a slightly uh, yeah, innocuous well, no, Sunday, no, we need, Sunday. We've, got a, we've told Mr Hind we're keeping off that so um, we'll, keep, <laughs> okay. we'll keep a mile away from VAR I think at the moment but Newark acquitted themselves very well yes. the crowd was absolutely brilliant um, ok there was a few parking problems but yeah, that was to be expected. And there was lots of good-natured when people at 
35 minutes before kickoff, the queue was out into the car park. <laughs> and as the players were coming out, the queue was still long. And there was no aggro from anybody. People just sort of filed in, paid the money. And uh, yeah, the, only problem you had, the only problem you had, of course, is when three people turned up in the swimming costumes because they got the wrong queue. Yes, that's right. But apart from that, everything went <laughs> you, everything went very well. Yes, you wouldn't have wanted to watch that match last night in a swimming costume, I can no, assure you. No. Um, and that brings us to the, the, if you like, the Coat of the Week award, because you're on this programme we, we, we do a little thing called um, Venny's Coat, um, but the Coat of the Week award had to go to Venny's arch-rival. It did. Well, Damo looked like, I would say, Kenny from South Park last <laughs> night. You could just about see his face through the hood. Uh, Mr <laughs> Venny was in a, his fetching number, but it was a lightweight, so he was the hardcore last night in the coat. So, so Ven, Venny won the hardcore award, but... Yeah. But I saw Demo on Tuesday night at, at Flowsay, and, and this coat walked past me. Yep. And I didn't realise there was anybody yeah. in it, to um, be honest. Venny did say he's looking for sponsorship of his coat, so if there's any businesses yes. want to sponsor his coat... I'm looking for sponsorship <laughs> of my coat! <laughs> right, um, just before we go to the break, um, we always um, interrupt our sports show to talk railways. Because if you like football, you generally also like railways. It, it goes hand in hand in my <laughs> well, world. It's some strange logic there. Yeah. Well, if you're Vicky, you like railways. Um, and last week, Mr. Smith <laughs> got on his eye horse a little bit when we was um, educating him on, on railways and says the only railways he knows about is Thomas the Tank Engine. He did, yes. He's a, he apparently he's a regular on the soda So <laughs> let's find out if he doesn't know about Thomas Tank Engine. We have five questions here. If you get three of these questions right, I'll accept that you're a Thomas the Tank Engine fan. Okay. Right. And they're easy ones. Simple ones. Okay? Starter for ten. Which engine refused to come out of a tunnel in case his new paintwork got wet? Henry. Oh! <laughs> Who is the grandest engine on Sodor? The grandest? Yes. Who thinks is the best? Um, the biggest? Probably Gordon. Which engine pulls the postal train? The post office train. Who pulls, who pulls the postal? Who pulls the what? Who pulls the postal? <laughs> <laughs> don't play for I time. I don't know what that is, <laughs> really. Don't, don't play for it's time. It's Liverpool coming up here in Fergie time. <laughs> I'll go for James. No, that's Percy. Oh. oh. So you've got to get one out of two. Okay. What is the name of the dockyard crane? Derek. Cranky. <laughs> oh. Well, they, they missed an opportunity there, didn't yeah. they? Southern death. <laughs> this one to win it. The name... Can I just say? No. In my defence, a dockyard crane is a very recent thing. The name of the fat controller is... Sir Topham Hat. Yay! <laughs> the boy's done it. <laughs> Believe it or not, Mr Tony Smith... We found something after all these years. He knows about. That he knows about. Those uh, moments between half past five and half past six on a Saturday morning with him here are not wasted, clearly. Dear Railway fans, next week we are going to get back to our, which should be, proper railways. <laughs> Coming up next, I'll be we, doing me, uh, we have got the weekly flow here. We've got grassroots gossip. We're going to have a look at um, promotion and relegation. And we're going to talk to Andy Eind and these two gents. Should under-12s be able to add a football or not? We are the new Flosters. We're heading for the top. We always get promoted and we're never going to stop. We play our games at low fields. It's where we love to be. 
so our Thomas the Tank Engine expert now becomes our new flow serve expert. Some would say there's not a lot of difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, slightly less people at, at um, low fields, but uh, for the first time ever, a semi-final to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, um, I discovered today that uh, Nottingham Forest under-23s are hoping to play at Teversal uh, next Wednesday, but the uh, Teversal uh, pitch is to capacity in terms of water level, and the forecast is not great, so that's in the lap of the gods. But yeah... Uh, I wonder where they're going to play that, because they're already playing it away, so they can't... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't, can't really switch it, can they? Uh, although I'm sure Teversal will be happy to go at the city ground. But it's, it's just... Um, it's, it's, it's a real shame that uh, New at Town aren't joined us in the, in the last four. But... Um, Tell me about the game. We haven't played as well in that first 45 minutes all season. It was absolutely fantastic. The harrying and the, the high press were absolutely brilliant. Um, if uh, Carl Dixon had been up for a drugs test, we could have been in trouble. He covered every blade of grass. He was absolutely outstanding. Uh, then we let Eastwood have, a, have 20 minutes after the break, and then we had a good last 25 minutes of the match. So um, it was a, a cracking performance. And the most pleasing thing, I'm sure I'm speaking uh, for the management as well, it's the second clean sheet in three matches. And that's just as important when you're playing at that level. So, um, yeah, brilliant. So it's um, Carlton Town, Newark Flow Serve, Notts County, and either Teversol or Forest under 21s to make up. Under 23s. Under 23. So the, yeah. the game you don't want, or the game you don't want is Carlton Town away, because any other is a guaranteed home game. Yeah, I mean, the competition uh, allows the home club to keep all the gate receipts, so you want a home tie. So you saw what Newark got last night. Yeah. So you want a home semi-final. I mean, when when we got 673 at Christmas uh, at home to Selston, it was fantastic, but as I've put on Facebook today, last night was a great, great footballing occasion at the... Uh, at the sports centre, and um, again, I thought I thought the Newark public did tremendously well to get 177 for the game against Eastwood at Lowfields on Tuesday in bitterly cold and wet conditions. But last night was just a carnival. It was just absolutely astonishing. Again, 900 people turned out over two no- two cold nights. Yeah, yeah, That's I mean, amazing. It was hardly the sort of weather to attract people out. But can you imagine if that had been played in June or something? It would have been, you know, unastonishing. Yeah. You're not allowed to have registered cup competitions in June. But there you go, that's just me being picky. But, but, but you yeah. know, June-like weather or <laughs> a, a, a similar climate. Will we ever see June-like weather again? <laughs> you are listening to Radio New York Sports on FM DAB and around the world. We're now, of course, on Instagram as well. The wonderful Instagram and some pictures of Newark Town's match went on Instagram as well as our social media pages last night. Radio Newark Sport is brought to you, of course, with our friends at Smith's Timber and our grateful thanks for their continued support. All five years that we've been waffling away here, they have been supporting us. And I think that's a fantastic commitment from them. Uh, Grassroots gossip when we look at some of the serious and some of the quirky stories from the world of football i'm going to start with um shall we say a quirky one and a young man by the name of finn tap <laughs> <laughs> stupid name of the week award if nothing else <laughs> he's the love island winner oh my uh, goodness and, and he, he's expected to see out his contract with his football club it's emerged oxford city 
defender said they Oxford City said their defender went AWOL in January to travel to South Africa to take part in the reality dating show. He won its sixth series with his fellow um, contestant on Sunday. Mick Liversay, Oxford City's commercial director, said the club would insert a clause into future players' contracts over TV appearances. Mr Liversay says he was in breach of his contract, but I think you need to take a pragmatic view of all this. He's a 20-year-old lad, and he's been offered TV reality stuff. He has a contract, so he has to finish that contract he has with the football club. He's done very well for us. Well, not since January, he hasn't. Who, who did they play in midweek because there was a real- TV reality star playing for the other side? Was it Braintree? What? Somebody that had been on The Voice no, or no, Britain's Got uh, Talent or something like that. I thought, I don't, no, I don't watch any of them. I thought Flosser was the only club to have a clause. It's our chairman, Santa. Oh, dear me. David. Saxon for Smith. I'm going to play some music in a minute. <laughs> OK, the other Saturday, the BBC Archive put, on this day in 1993, it was a sad day in Melchester as the leg- legendary Roy Race <laughs> hung up his boots after a glittering 40 years. It was a bad season for Melchester. They only won the FA Cup, the League and the European Cup. <laughs> oh, and Roy of the Rovers <laughs> retired. Yeah. Um, of course, we go from one extreme to the other in this little section. And Grantham Town's joint managers, it was announced today, resigned from the football club last night. There's been talk about it for a long time. Grantham are actually seem to be in free fall. They, they arrived at Grantham 18 months ago from... February 2019, wasn't February it? February 2019. They arrived from Harabay. Yes. Um, and um, there's a massive jump between Step 6 at Harabay and Step 3 <laughs> at, at, at Grantham. And I think they found it found it a little difficult um yeah. they resigned last night um grantham have appointed one of the coaches i think uh, danny ratchie took training last night and apparently he'll take charge on saturday as well at Stalybridge celtic the football club seems to be in free fall from where i'm sitting they're sitting we'll tell you we'll go a bit more on the problem promotion yes. relegation but they've got to d- work very hard not to yeah. get relegated um and after last week's amazing statement from the chair lady of the club punching above our weight they're punching above their weight and it's remarkable that the way where they are and they can't really afford to continue okay well there's there's the white flag i'm i'll give up now i just think it's an amazing statement to make i think it's it's tremendously sad that two football clubs at the bottom of that league are of the stature that they are i mean grantham town um, I've, I've got a proud. Oh, I know what's coming. A proud history, and below them, um, Stafford Rangers. Oh, one of your twenty, twenty one of your twenty loves, loves in <laughs> football. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Stafford Rangers. Yeah. yeah, clubs that I have loved by Tony Smith. <laughs> yeah. We've it's got it, some more of them to mention. It's, actually, it's onto its seventeenth edition already. <laughs> it is, isn't it? This is coming from our resident Geordie Mick Bradley. Isn't it? <laughs> Way high. Um, Berry AFC, we've come to this one, but it's now official. Berry AFC have applied to join the Northwestern Counties Football League, and so of FC Isle of Man, both going in at step six. I hope you have a decent run in the Vars. Fancy weekend on the Isle of Man. That'd be yeah. good, wouldn't it? Quite a nice touch on Saturday. Rotherham fans on the way to Accrington stopped off at Berry to give support yeah. to local pubs and businesses <laughs> that had lost trade since very yeah. 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 that, that, that was a fantastic yeah. gesture. Yeah, talking of brilliant gestures, Baseford United have um, said that any Nottinghamshire club that's been flooded out um, can use their facilities free of charge. Free of charge. Oh, yeah. Good effort. That's a preferential rate. Yeah, it's Isn't very it? kind. Yeah. So I think that's... Um, 
that's a, a good effort from uh, yeah. Mr. Monroe at Baseford United. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's excellent. I mean, they are making themselves to a community club, aren't they? And yes. they're, it's yeah. reaping benefits uh, for the, them. The, 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 but they don't get the crowds, do they? Brilliant. It's dropped off now. It I, I went when it? they played Kettering in the cup a couple of years ago, and I think it was close on 600, but it's going lower and lower and lower. So. Yeah, they don't seem to be able to, to get the crowds. No. Number one? Yes. Um, last week, we nearly bought this one up and I forgot about it. An aggrieved footballer who was sent off by a referee plunged the mac in, <laughs> match into darkness when he switched off the floodlights. <laughs> Julius Maruga was trying to turn on the show, as he said, in the changing room when he made the blunder, <laughs> which forced the referee to halt the game as the players were finding it impossible to spot the ball in the dark. He denied he did it on purpose because he was in a sulk and claimed he had accidentally turned the lights off and flicked the switch that controlled the flat showers. And that happened during Kidlington Development's away fixture at Cheltenham Saracens. So that leads us on to Wolves <laughs> Casuals against Dudley Town. And the Midland League tweeted, A long break in play here. The referee and his assistant have had a fallout over a decision. Oh, the assistant has now decided he's had enough of it and walks off in a paddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. absolutely brilliant. Have you, I've got one more. Yeah, you've looking got. At, talking about paddy fields, Notts County got all the way to AFC filed on Tuesday night <laughs> to find the game was postponed at short notice. Just to add insult to injury, that was the rearranged fixture that the same thing had happened uh, yeah. a few weeks ago. <laughs> so uh, if, shocker, yeah, if you're playing away at AFC Fylde, and did you notice Barnett's game was also cancelled at short notice again? That's the third, third yeah. yes, you can leave the room. That, that, that's <laughs> the third time. I was just going to uh, add... He's like uh, Godfrey off, off um, <laughs> Dad's army. <laughs> With his sisters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or young Mr. Grace <laughs> I, I was just going to add that um, Flow Serve on Saturday are travelling to Romulus uh, in Birmingham. Um, and basically, I've asked my fellow um, uh, car wallers, uh, Mr. Uh, ben and Jim Fortner, if they will make a detour. Uh, so we're popping into Dudley. Uh, on, 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 on the way to the Good game. Lie. Good lie. <laughs> we're going to because it was his sixty-second anniversary last Saturday. We're popping into Dudley Cemetery to pay our respects at Duncan Edwards's graveside. Yes, and we're also going to the church where his um, uh, stained glass window. The, 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 the stained glass window is a fantastic depiction of uh, of, 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 of the guy who would probably have lifted the uh, World Cup instead of Bobby Moore had he lived. And he's promised to get us some photos that, and we're going to put yes, them on our social indeed, media yeah. pages. Yeah. Um, my, um, well, that's two. Have you on a one day? No, that's it. No, you're, 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 um, a tweet appeared on Twitter, which is a good place for a tweet to appear. <laughs> Don't get um, money, do you? From the Central Midlands Football League. Step seven has a deadline. The FA need the champions so they can structure step six. Yeah, well, we know that, but you've got to play the season first. Yes. You can't just say that in February. No. Ridiculous. Um, averages attendances below step two. So below National League, who is who is the best supported football club in England? South Shields. FC United of Manchester. Oh. Mm. Um, are averaging 1,638. The second are... South Shields. South Shields, 1,573. And the third is another one of clubs that I have loved by Tony Smith. Scarborough on on 1,003. Two step six clubs are in there. The best one is is Guernsey on um, 812, and the other one is Jersey. Jersey There's obviously nothing to do 
In the Channel Islands <laughs> in the winter, is no. they? Just imagine the crowds they could get if they were playing in the Silly Isles League. Right. <laughs> they did four clubs to the two club championship. The highest step five average attendance, for your benefit, Mr Smith, is Stockton on 479. Mm. And after all that, Wollaston Village tweeted. Yes. We average 10 to 15 unless it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's about the crowd. The crowds at Renishaw were getting, wasn't it? <laughs> I I didn't get the opportunity this afternoon uh, because I was uh, otherwise engaged with with granddad duties. But um, I would have loved to have had the opportunity before coming on the radio tonight to have looked down the uh, SFL attendances. Uh, given that uh, 752 were at uh, Newark Town last night, I would like to see how that compared yeah. to. Scottish League Division well, 1. Well, about 35 two. years ago, I went to see Gretna versus Clyde, and there was 26. Yeah? Yeah. And there were two visiting fans from Gretna. <laughs> <laughs> and they got married. Um, they did, yes. <laughs> right, grassroots yeah. gossip, we normally pick a league and make Dave tell us all about the league. Well, we're getting near to um, what is ridiculously called the business end of the season, because I would have thought getting three points on day one was as important as getting three points at the end of they February. All, they all add up, don't they? they all, you know, points think, make prizes. I think um, the business end of this season will be about December, won't it? So, I, I've just highlighted some of the teams that's local-ish to, um, to Radio Newark Land, and um, we're just going to have a look between now and the end of the season, periodically, we're going to come back and see how they're all getting on. And we, we, we start in um, what is now called the Bet Victor Northern Premier League or or, or the, I always yeah. call it the Evo stick but they still, they, they've changed it again um, and this is the league that sort of gets you into the National League isn't it David? Is it it is, yes um, Sitting proudly second are Baseford United two points behind the leaders um, South Shields and I keep going back to that because I, I know it's on the back of one man's money I know one man started it but this is where Flo Serve want to be and what chris munro has done at baseford is it means it can happen with the right the right leadership the right people round him because he took baseford from playing on a scrap heap in mill lane yep to the pride of this of, of nottinghamshire and they are sitting second david and they could go up easily yes. Yeah, I mean, they're only two points below South Shields. They're on the same number of points. The Dolly Blues, Lancaster, who are immediately below them, are three points behind and have a have an extra game. So, Baseford United to go up again would actually be quite uh, quite an achievement. Particularly, as we've said, they're they're existing on smaller cloud, crowds. And you look the top South Shields. We've already said are the best one of the best supported clubs. Then you've got Lancaster City, who I think are averaging three four hundred every game. FC United of Manchester, which is, by the way, is another one of the the, the clubs that I have loved. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Um, in fact, if we go down that league, you pretty much just put a tick against Whitby and Warrington, <laughs> and you're about to cover teams that he doesn't like. <laughs> um, I've, always, I've always, in fairness, I've always had a soft spot for Whitby. Good uh, <laughs> <for> chips. <laughs> Third from bottom of that league sit Grantham Town, yes. and. Um, I think the bottom three get relegated. They do. Um, Grantham's problem is they're only sitting two points behind Ashton, but um, they have played four games more than Ashton and Matlock, who are the two teams immediately above them. Absolutely. I mean, you you are slightly pooped if you're Stafford Rangers. They've played 30 and got 19 points, so they're... Which we've already mentioned is yeah. another team that yeah. I have loved. But <laughs> you go just a little bit further at that table, you've got Matlock Town, Buxton and Gainsborough Trinity. 
I mean, games with Trinity are starting to fall on hard times as well. I don't think they're under any danger now. I think they've but, uh, got enough, haven't they? Now they've yeah. had the they've had the they've had the Greg Spiff inspired spurt, and they've got themselves out of trouble. Yeah. Um, uh, moving down into the northwest section of that league, um, we find. Um, Cleethorpe's Town sitting in in third place, and Cleethorpe's another uh, club. You that call my geography? That's the southeast section. NPL Southeast, Leak Town. <laughs> paper's wrong. Paper's wrong. Paper's okay, wrong. So the non-league paper is wrong, and the, okay, it's the, looking at it, yes, because I don't see how Workington and Ramsbottom <laughs> and Pontefract can be in the southeast section. <laughs> dear, dear. So Constant has got a beach. Yeah, <laughs> well, Wigan's got a beer, so why can't Constant have a beach? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, the South East section then, despite what the non-league paper says, um, Cleethorpes are sitting third. And Cleethorpes, again, another club that's come from nowhere. They are. They've um, got a nice little set-up there. Um, they, they seem to be a, a first choice for friendlies for some of the lower league teams. Um, they've been putting some good, good attendances away. And you've obviously got uh, Grimsby Town nearby, and also um, there's another. T- is it Grimsby Borough? Have got some reasonable sides. So you look at that division: Stamford, the Daniels. They're two games uh, more in hand, and they're another five points up. So they're looking um, fairly good. Albeit there's only one definite promotion there, so that looks to be Leek Town at the moment. But you've also got Belper Town in there, and Stockbridge Park Steels, who are in the playoffs, and then immediately below that, Carlton Town. Um, mo- moving on to the the because I say is, we're sticking with the teams that are close to us. Moving on to the Bet Victor Southern and the Premier South Division, Truro City sit proudly at the top of the table um, <laughs> on sixty three points with two games in hand yeah. over the teams behind them. Yeah, I've been to Truro City. It's a very 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 long way. All right, I've been to Truro. It's hell yeah. of a long way. Um, it really is. Okay, um, moving swiftly on, because Truro not really anywhere near us, um, into the Midland League Premier Division, uh, where we where, where we see sitting in third place, New Flosserve. Yep. Um, I think... Um, okay, Coventry match may have to be re I don't know what the position is on that one when this was printed at, at the weekend, so Coventry may have... 56 points, which is five points in front of there, but Calter's got three games in Andover Foe. So I'm going to stick my neck out, Tony. I think promotion is possibly too f- one step too far. I think on Monday night, Craig Roach, um, joint manager of New Flosser, spoke very, very honestly. And uh, when you interview football managers, uh, you tend to get a bit of a smoke screen sometimes. I think Craig spoke from the heart in that interview. And uh, Audrey, when he was on the phone with us, and <coughs> New New Flowsurf haven't beaten a top six side uh, in the MLP this season, um, and they they, they, they beat them one. Kelsa four one. All right, yes. sorry, yeah. And um, and when we went to Longridge Town, uh, we got a bit of a battering, and and I don't think it would do any harm whatsoever for Flowsurf to have another season of experience at step five level. I think if they went up to step four, they might make uh, they, they, they might well struggle. And, and, and so another level at step five, another season at step five level, 
and another season in the FA Vars as opposed to an early exit from the FA Trophy wouldn't do the club any harm whatsoever in the long run. Many of the teams at Flow Serve could be playing next season if what Tony said turns out to be correct. Actually now playing the Unisport United Counties Premier Division and sitting second from bottom, remarkably second from bottom, not bottom, despite the fact that our expert criticises them shamefully every single week. That's a bit unfair. I point out they're not very good. Our <laughs> Sleaford Town. Sleaford Town, yeah. Yeah, but they had two cracking results with those postponements, didn't they? They did, yes, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, that's right. They're, they're just above um, Pinchbeck United. They've got Desborough immediately above them, but there is 10 points difference between 19th and 18th, so that's quite a lot to overhaul. I think Sleaford will more than likely to be playing New York Town next season. I think so. Interestingly, did you see Highcombe have announced that they're hoping, if they get promoted, to play at Sleaford Town next year? I thought the ground share had to be in place for the whole of the previous yeah, season. Now, you see, I've thought on this one, and I just wondered quite where the FA's roles are going to come from in all this, and because uh, yeah. they need a lot more Step 5 and 6 clubs than what, what they've got, so... yeah. I just wonder... There could be some points per game reprieves. Yeah, I, 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 we know what the FA are like for sort of um, bending to suit. Why would Hycombe want to ground share with anybody? Because because Hycombe I- can't play in step six on the ground that they're in. It's not up to standard. Mm, so the they've primary. got to ground share. Now, they obviously don't like Lincoln Moorlands because that's the obvious choice. It's 100 yeah. yards down the road. Yes. So there's obviously bad blood between them two, you would have thought. So Sleaford is as good as anywhere. Mm. Well, they can't come to Newark, can they? I, I, I just wondered, what, I wondered why Highcombe's ground didn't meet the spec. It's um, well, it's a three G on a sports yeah. pitch that belongs to a, um, a school, effectively, isn't it? It's yeah. a Priory Academy. Yeah. Mm. They, could, they could ask Collingham, but I think I might know what the answer would be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and that takes us to uh, finally two quick ones in the United Counties League Division One, and already. Um, Pitchside Dave's golden boys, Harrowby United. I yep. think they've too far I think to mount so. a, a challenge off, um, off promotion. But as I say, who knows this season? Yeah, they're in fifth place, aren't they, with 44 points. But there's a massive so, uh, gap between fifth and fourth, isn't there? That's right. There's 13 points difference to Melton Town. And then you've sort of got uh, another sort of the f- next four separated <coughs> by eight points. So... Um, I think it's a step too far, so they're going to f- they're going to finish probably the best of the also runs this season. And third from bottom are are, are our friends at at Bourne. That's right, eighteen points from twenty seven. They they seem to win a couple and then they drop off uh, drop off again. I think it's two that are relegated for definite in that division. But I think there are there is talk of certain playoffs in some of these leagues and repre- again points per per game re- promotions and. Uh, Reprievals, depending on how they do. So it's anybody's guess how it's going to work out this one year. One quick one to end, and it's the Geosonic Lowland League. Okay. <laughs> of which Bonnie Rig Rose are, are second. And Bait Rangers won 2 0 on third. And six from bottom are yet another of the teams that <laughs> I have loved. Berwick Rangers. Yeah, but we won two 0 on Saturday. <laughs> You're still second from bottom in non-league football. I like the fact he uses the Royal Wii. <laughs> Okay, the um, it was announced at the beginning of the week that um, under twelves um, was no longer going to be allowed to head a football, um, at least in training and possibly in matches. But I think possibly it's just in training. So I wondered if our football friends thought that was a good idea. Now this is all on the back of 
people, bless him, like Jeff Astor, Tommy Lawton, all these guys, um, suffering in later years. But there is a massive difference between the football that they headed and the balloon that's headed these days. So, apart from um, our resident two pundits, um, I've brought in Mr Andrew Hind as well, who's uh, been on the Newark football scene for probably more years than he cares to remember. I can remember the old-fashioned footballs, knows what the new footballs are like, and is never short of an opinion. Andy, well, welcome to Radio Newark Sport again. Good evening, Michael. Um, let's start with yourself. I know you've been doing a little bit of homework into it. What's your well, thoughts? The homework is that I can remember when I was seven or eight years old, and the first, one of my first Christmas presents I can remember is a brown leather football, dark brown, with a <clears throat> with an inner that you blew up, and a nice lace that by the time January the 3rd came it was soaking wet and you added the lace and <laughs> you went inside crying to your mum <clears throat> um, but regarding the um, this this under whatever age group they're, they're trying to sort of ban I just think it's wrong that they're, they're, they're sort of going to they're going about it the wrong way around in my opinion that they're, they're saying they're going to ban it in training because still do it in in open play this is what I I, I fail to understand if you're going to ban it ban it yeah so you've never had it never headed a ball before in training but you're expected to head one that somebody just leathered the length of the pitch because there is an art isn't the guys all three of it there is an art to heading a football you know you don't just jump with your eyes shut like i used to do you know it is on the forehead with your neck back there is a way of doing it yeah that was a cracking header that was that was uh, a brilliant header and that was how it should be done and if you're going to get you know, kids need teaching properly at at a young age how to you, one you just have the ball thrown to you and you jump up and you'd head the ball <clears throat> so they're going to take that right away I mean, I mean doing a little bit of homework I see it has been banned at under, te- under 10 level since 2015 in America because a group of parents and players um, filed a lawsuit against the US Soccer Federation <clears throat> I think that's where we all start with with a lot of this health and should we we call it health and safety i don't know we have to be very careful how political we get um i mean you mentioned jeff astle jeff uh, his um i believe the coroner in the the jeff astle case did say that heading a football contributed to his death but what um exact reasons were i mean i I haven't been able to find that on the internet i've been having a good look around just to see um but to take away the heading of a ball from, from a young kid um, what's it going to lead to? I don't know. Is it going to just one then say, right, let's not have the ball kicked above shoulder height. Let's try and get the football better. Do we be positive and make the game better? But then who's going to head the ball later on in life? I'm not going to be able to. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to start when you're a teenager learning the skill of heading the football. Tony! This American thing that I, I refer to. Yeah, this is the problem when you bring... This is the problem when you start bringing America into it. But they're letting them head the ball at 14 and 15, and they're running scared of it, because they've never had it before. So they're back to square one. I mean, I just think it's a bit... If they, if they want to do something, they're doing it the wrong way around. They should be teaching them how to do it, and let them have five minutes of heading the ball. And again, we talk about the balls being like they are now. I mean, back in the 70s, they were, they were plastic. Um... You imagine some of the big centre-halves in the Knots Alliance, your David Coots and your David Beckett's of this world, that would come towering above centre-forward and head the ball time and time again in 90 minutes. <clears throat> and, you know, it, 
it's ridiculous when you when you look at the ball net. No, nobody on a Sunday morning likes the balls that we use there because they 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 feel like a sponge. They they can't surely hurt anybody. They, they, these have been in place now, I think, for about four or five years. But these are the balls that the Sunday Sunday line they have to use, and they they just feel like a sponge. Right, and uh, Tony. Yeah, I, I think that um, the, the the argument is that it causes brain damage. Uh, but the ball these days, it's not a problem. The the, the 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 balls that were headed in the days of of, of the likes of Jeff Astle, uh, Nobby Styles, Tommy Lawton, um, yeah, I mean, like a lot of things. Point the, the, Tony, sorry to interrupt you. Where is the concrete proof that heading the football definitely contributes? I, th- I think I think there's been that. enough cases made to to say that you know they've they've got a case with the old style footballs, but in the in the in the in the modern age, it can't do any damage at all. Totally agree with you. But somebody somewhere will try and say, well, it might happen, so we better just watch ourselves, just in case twenty years down the line we've got a lawsuit from somebody somewhere. That's because that's what it's all about. Okay, Dave. I think if the children have been taught to head the ball properly, I don't see a problem with it. There's plenty of risks in life. I think kids are probably far more at danger of falling off of horses, push bikes, or scooters and damaging, doing far more serious damage to their head than they are heading a you know a sponge ball these days. I think we'll all agree that this is um, this is it's health and safety taking over, isn't it? It, 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 it's, it's ridiculous because what you're actually doing is saying that when you do turn 12 years old you've got to learn an old new art form and if you're going to play football want to play football you've got to get you've you've got to get it early i mean every, everything's dangerous i mean like sort of boxing is a very very dangerous sport but as sam hardy will tell you bikes are dangerous as well yes you can fall off then you don't fall yeah. over at boxing andrew did you enjoy your your week of football yes very good very good I didn't. I didn't creep out on Wednesday night, but I was. It's the first time I've been to Flow Serve on Tuesday evening, and I, and I was. I was impressed because mm. I don't. I don't mind admitting I'd heard one or two reports that the football wasn't very good, and this was from old people from lo- <clears throat> who played a long time ago, judging on their own um, <clears throat> the way they played the game. But I must admit, on Tuesday night, um, Flow Serve looked very, very good. It, it was very watchable, and the uh, long way they continued to go forward. Well, it's lovely to see you uh, out and about at uh, watching the Saturday sides as as um, as well as doing your bit on Sunday. Andy, we'll catch up with you again very soon. Thank you, mate. Thank bye-bye. you so much. Thanks. Bye bye. I think he's right. It's health and safety taking over, and yeah. when that happens, we're all in trouble. We've got less than five minutes to talk about what's on this weekend. Dave, what's on at football? Okay, uh, flow serve go to Romulus in the Midland League. Newark Town have their last league home game of the season well, when they entertain that, don't we? Crow Town Colts. Collingham entertain Harworth. Harrowby go to Bristol United Social. Grantham Town are at home with the new manager to Stalybridge Celtic. A uh, bit of a local derby in the NSL as Lockton entertains Southwall, but I do know that as Lockton pitches of no suitable standard and Venny was telling me they've been looking for an alternative game, so that may not go ahead yet. In the NSL First Division, Curtin entertains Southwall City Reserves. Highcombe Town in the Lynx League entertain Grimsby Borough Reserves. Lincoln Moorlands Railway are at home to Immingham Town. Bingham go away to Magdala Amateurs. Lincoln United are away <coughs> at Sheffield FC. Sleaford Town go to Desborough, who are the team immediately above them in the league. 
Cleethorpe's Town or away at Wisbeach. See what's coming there, Tony, can't you, next week? <laughs> oh, well, I hope not. And finally, Bourne Town are away at Northampton Salby Rangers. Okay, and um, in Rugby, um, Newark go to Market Raisin, which generally bring some sort of comments from rob about carrots doesn't it or something mm. he loves going to market racing and then he has a dig at them i don't know southall at home to uh, rolls royce after a rare defeat for southall last week they are looking to get him um, to get back to winning ways in the hockey the men are away at boots while the ladies are at home against loughborough they seem to play different loughborough team almost every week that that division sort of half a dozen Loughborough teams in Newark I think but the thing is with Newark ladies is that you know even, even when they lose it says on the website they've won well it's true so that's the best way of doing it <laughs> yeah um, in athletics it's um, what they're calling the beaver challenge which is either a 17 mile or 25 mile run through don't laugh <laughs> Oh, both of them. Well, I, I was thinking about with all the rain, a beaver challenge building a dam would be quite good. But uh, oh, right, wouldn't it? yeah, the issue was clean. <laughs> Shocking the sta- the standard of this of this show these days. Yeah, um, it's gone our, down since Thomas the Tank Engine answered. Our, runners, our runners are out on Saturday, and, and the best of luck to them. It's going to rain all day tomorrow. So yeah, we another to storm. Storm George or somebody no, coming some out. Silly there. foreign yeah. name this time, isn't it? Um, George. Uh, yeah, but it's <laughs> this is the Spanish the Spanish one, isn't it? Um, the senior youth at rugby are away to Grimsby on on Sunday. The men's tennis dudes are away to Trent University, and it's Keyworth versus um, Newark Town ladies. And Newark Town ladies, of course, on the back of that eleven nil victory. No illegal goalkeeper playing for Bingham. No, then. apparently not. <laughs> well, I think it's eleven nil. No goalkeeper played for them. <laughs> we always like to choose our team of the week and our individual of the week. Um, I know the team of the week should be Newark, but the loss, so it's not going to be. Um, you've got to pick a winner for the team of the yeah. week. And, uh, well, the Newark public. I think, New- I think Newark public yeah. yes. was the winner. But my team of the week, and I get to choose these, we have a, as Tony told you last night, dear old Colin Amos, <laughs> I've had a meeting with me. I've had a meeting with myself. I've had a meeting with myself and decided that my team of the week are not fast, or more particularly, three not fast runners that did the Northumberland <laughs> Coastal Ultra. <laughs> it was their first ever ultra, 36.72 miles along the coast of Northumberland. They go through concert. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> the coast of Northumberland, and in this 36.72 miles, they managed snow, hail, rain, and a sandstorm. Four seasons in one day. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't think they did bad. Um, the individual of the week, this is will come as a no major surprise, because it's obviously the Amy Hunt Award, because who else can it be apart from our Amy, who is now the British senior 60-metre indoor champion the she, british senior she's 17 she likes winning in scotland doesn't she, she well it's, yeah she's only running to get back out again isn't she all <laughs> oh, right it's a pity we haven't got time for the raffle prize of the week but we've got to finish <laughs> 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 and on that note we probably ought to finish um, we we have we have got coming up next for you um the liverpool supporters club <laughs> Mr. Dean Anderson and the team, otherwise known as the Stretford Enders, um, they are, are coming up. We are having hopefully a full weekend of sport, weather permitting, and if that's the case, we'll see you on Monday for what we lovingly call the weekend wrap. From Tony, from Dave, and from me. Bye bye. <laughs>